Well, hello! Aloha! I was going to say Bon Voyage, but I'll save that for the end. This is Margaret Coleman Franquist with another episode of Diabetic Survival. If you are tuning in for the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure that uh, you save this channel because I... I do episodes quite frequently and I try to keep it interesting so if it's not interesting that's okay I'm sure that you can find one of my many 250 plus episodes that'll give you a little bit of entertainment okay with that being said thank you again for tuning in brief pause brief moment of silence okay so there are things that I'm actually excited about um one is in my life, um, I just want to say, and of course, this is kind of like an ongoing testimony of how grateful I am, one, to be alive, and two, to know what's wrong with me, and uh, three, the fact that I'm actually doing better than I ever have at 50, and life is good. So sometimes I'm tired, okay? I will admit, sometimes I do get tired. Everybody does. But for the most part, I'm doing pretty freaking good. And I'm actually, I feel quite blessed that I'm a diabetic. There, I said it. Because my diet has changed drastically. The way I do things has changed drastically since I became and found out I was a diabetic. First, I did everything in my power to actually prevent myself from getting diabetes when I was pre-diabetic. And I did that um, not really knowing what I was doing, doing what the dietitian said. And unfortunately, some of us are just predestined to be diabetics. I mean, it runs in your family. When it runs in your family, it runs in your family. And sometimes it's a dominant gene. But it's a superpower. It's one of those superpowers. The reason why it's dominant is because it kept our ancestors alive. So it kept us alive during famine-type situations. Okay, we got to live with this now. So the American Standard Diet does not work for us anymore. And, you know, this is something that I'm, like, constantly... Like, I'm not the only diabetic out there letting other people know that uh, the American Standard Diet does not work for everybody. It doesn't work for us. Okay, so we need to change our diets. Okay, simple. We can't necessarily... And even though we, we may slip up and actually go into McDonald's and have a double cheeseburger or whatever and not take the bun off like you should, we still do it. And that's okay. That's part of our human nature. But the thing is, is because we know better, we can recover from that, right? (coughs) Excuse me. Just kind of like a common cold like that we're getting over, like me. Mm. So excuse me if I have a little... I have been fighting this bug forever. I thought I was over it, and then it came back, and ugh. Mm. So excuse me for that. I was going to wait until I was 100% before doing my podcast, and sometimes I just get too excited before I do that. So, you know, that's why I'm back online doing this, because I really enjoy doing this. Okay, so I have stuff to talk about today. First off, um... It pains me to know about what happened in Turkey and Syria and all the lives that were lost in the earthquake. (coughs) I mean, oh, excuse me. 
they got a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of stuff where I'm like really thankful I don't live there. But at the same time, my heart hurts for the people there. I mean, they got the Euphrates River uh, actually giving people diphtheria and, you know, certain types of diseases and stuff. And, you know, they're suffering. You know, they had the wars in Syria where people had to escape Syria and go to other countries. And, you know, they just have, they've had a lot of conflict down there. And then they have an earthquake take out thousands of people in Syria and Turkey. It's just an unbelievable shockwave after shockwave after shockwave. And you know what? My heart does go out for those people. And, of course, the many, many humanitarian projects that are there um, on the ground actually trying to help those people. So, you know, um, if you can, help support them. And if you can't, that's okay. Pray for them. Okay, so on to diabetes and the superpower that it is. That's kind of a weird combination, isn't it? It's like, especially if you're new and you hear, what, diabetes is a superpower? Uh, I guess maybe I should explain a little bit, okay? So, um, you know, back in 2010 when I was diagnosed with prediabetes. I thought my life was over with. So I did a ton of research online, the little bit I can actually get. And it started out, excuse my coughing once again, it started out as a class project. It was a scholarship opportunity for me. I, I turned it into a scholarship opportunity. And I won that scholarship opportunity. And I, I kept this webpage up forever. Not on necessarily on diabetes when I first started. It was on something else. It was um, starting a webpage on, I think I was selling jewelry or something at the time. And of course, that was just kind of like a mock business. I didn't sell anything except for to myself. Well, I ended up sending to a friend, but whatever. Um, but anyways, that spurred me a year later to actually start a diabetes page which I may or may not gotten a scholarship for. I don't, I can't remember. Um, I might have. Yeah, I think I did. So it was, um, let me see what the name of it. It was, uh, I forget so much getting older, I swear. Okay, so it's still up to this day. It's on Facebook. It's called, uh, uh, one is called Diabetes Aware. And originally it was called Diabetes Awareness until I found out there was another page called Diabetes Awareness. So I had to actually cut it in half and just call it Diabetes Aware. And they never complained. So I'm good. I'm golden. It's been uh, 10 how many years? It's been about 13 years that it's been up. Wow, it's been up for a very long time. Okay, but anyway, so 13 years, it's been up. And what I would do, and it was so few, far in between, the, the information that I could actually find on diabetes. I mean, I have to go in into Google, look up the articles, try to sift through what I saw, and draw out the best information that they actually had, which... If you went to the American Diabetes Association, yeah, they, they just didn't have really good advice. I, I'm sorry at the time, but they didn't. I was actually quite shocked. I realized that uh, diabetics really did need, like, they were all lost in the dark if you went to the Diabetes Association because their misinformation was actually quite damaging. So I realized that if I didn't care, I didn't know if anybody else was going to care at the time. Now, there have been many, many wonderful, wonderful endocrinologists, doctors, 
Um, there's all kinds of people in the research field actually coming out about diabetes and uh, actually helping diabetics out. And we have, just so you know, if you're a diabetic, you have an amazing support system out there of people who do care and want the best care for you, okay? You need to seek these people out. They do exist. They do exist. Search them out because you want to make sure to live a long, healthy life. And we actually have, like, we're like the golden child of of longevity. And I know that's going to be a strange one, too. But if you're on metformin, they're actually using that drug in longevity experiments. And there's people taking it. And uh, I'm I'm just going to say it's like one of those miracle drugs. They just need to make more of it. Now, speaking of miracle drugs, as many people know already... I am on Ozempic, and hopefully I'm saying it correctly because I don't mean to mislabel the brand by any name means, nor am I endorsed to promote this, okay? I'm just excited about the product, okay? They don't have to pay me to say this, but if they want to, that's fine, because nobody else is. I'm just an excited person doing what I'm passionate about, okay? This is another miracle drug that I just did not believe existed in the diabetic community now it is now the the news and stuff they're going to tell you that's a diabetes drug it is absolutely not a diabetes drug and this is something that i have verified and re-verified not only through nurses but through pharmacists it's not a diabetes drug but this is the brand that they actually have for diabetes to help the patient lose weight okay That's good. It's a good concept to actually have. The thing is, it's like most people know you lose 5 to 10% of your body weight as a diabetic. And guess what? Your blood glucose is going to improve. Now, here's the problem. Okay? The problem is, is it's not healing anything. It's not healing your pancreas. And and see, when your pancreas fails, it's going to fail. Which means you're going to have to lose another 5 to 10% of your body weight. Like, let's say you went for one... Uh, let's say you're like 180 and you got down to like like uh, 165 or something and so doctor's good with that you lost 15 pounds whatever oh yay good for you good job thumbs up well here's the problem okay and you're all feeling happy dandy lost all this weight right the thing is is that it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to it, it might improve your blood glucose for a while maybe it maybe three months maybe a year whatever But your numbers might start climbing again. Even if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Because it's not healing the pancreas. And this is what something I want to actually make crystal clear to many doctors out there. Yeah. And and, and to the the, uh, American um, Diabetes Association. A person can actually lose that weight. But that does not. That's not the cure-all there. Okay. So your diabetes can come raging back. So as you know, most people are just going to gain weight again. Like, that's proven. They say 98% of diets fail, okay? And so they're always going to be blaming the weight for your diabetes coming back, sometimes raging back. And I, I don't want you to be discouraged here. They're going to encourage you to lose weight again. It's 5 10% of your body weight, so you can. And there are people, I, I know type 1s like this, where they've lost weight, you know, because it improves their diabetes, etc., but there's, it's still raging within them because um, I've seen people at perfect weight and they have problems with this. So 
if if obesity is what caused the diabetes, which is not necessarily what it is, it's more of like a reaction to what's going on, then um, by actually eliminating the fat, then that should cure the problem. That That's, you know, most people's common sense, but that's not necessarily how it works. So still figuring this all out, but there's some truths that just need to be said, hard, cold truths. And so, you know, because like in our mind, we're thinking if we lose five, 10% of body weight, all right, well, we'll get our blood sugars down to like around 100 or something or below, maybe 85. And we're good. We're golden child, right? Like we'll never have any problems for the rest of our life. And that is not correct. So, and sometimes it doesn't matter how keto-ish you are. It's can still come raging back. And I know this because I've, I've done the whole full keto thing where it's like strictly meat, watch my carbs, nothing over, still have the high numbers. And this is unfortunate. And I don't know, maybe women experience this more than men. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you, but, um, I found out that, um, I wasn't necessarily taking in enough calories and at times I'm not saying this all the time because sometimes I get raging hungry because I'm on the Ozempic and it actually cuts your appetite right so one of my doctors was concerned with is is me eating because you know of course I have to remember to eat now because I'm not necessarily hungry it like totally cuts it off which I feel great. I, I didn't realize how lazy people are when they don't eat. Like, that is like a superpower too, by the way. So, um, you know, I can sit around all freaking day until 4 o'clock in the afternoon and not really have anything. Maybe had some water. That's about it. And it comes so easily. And I'm like, I have never fasted so easily in my life. Like, it's crazy, right? So, um, yeah, I really enjoy the Ozempic. And then I'm like, on the metformin too. So between the two, they're supposed to, to actually drop my my numbers. But, and you know, my doctor wants me to write down what my, not my A1C, but my um, blood sugar numbers are. And I don't want to do this. The reason why I don't want to do this is because, um, and it's just like what I told my dietitian. I'm like, you don't understand. When I write down my numbers... I don't want to eat because I know that my blood sugar is going to be high in the morning. And when I see those numbers and when they're high, 120, 130, 140, I'm not going to want to eat because in my brain, and and maybe I need to be reprogrammed or something, you know, and I'm not talking about stick like, you know, like the, you know, something in the back of the head or something, reprogram my brain. I'm, I'm talking about the misconception of what I actually think about food and numbers. I'm not going to want to eat. If my blood sugar is like 146 or something, I'm going to be like, holy crud. My blood sugar is like 140, 150, whatever. And I'm not going to want to eat because my blood sugars are twice what they actually should be. And obviously I don't need to keep pumping in something that's not going to work. Right. We don't, none of us want to do that. So I'm looking at my blood sugar numbers and I'm like, okay, so either consciously or subconsciously, I'm going to defy what they're telling me to actually eat breakfast and like, like just eat an egg or something, you know, you got to eat something, you got to, you have to take it enough calories. 
I'm here looking at them like, you're telling me that I have to take in calories? I don't want to take in nothing. I'll drink some water, but, you know, I, you know, food, like, because I've been told this by my dietitian, by my doctor, you need to eat food in order to counteract what's going on with your diabetes. So, and there are times that I've actually eaten something simple, too. It was not anything weird. And my numbers just, just drastically nosedived, like, so it might have been like 175 when I woke up, which I freaked out. And I, I don't know if it was either I was just super hungry and I had to eat or something. But I think I did eat something that I thought were gonna, was going to raise my blood sugar even higher. And what it ended up doing, I kid you not, it ended up tanking my blood sugars. Like, my blood sugars make absolutely no sense whatsoever. And I've come to accept that I really hate taking my blood sugars because it's... I don't know what's going on and nobody can tell me what's going on. And that mystery that I actually have about what's not necessarily going on is, is, is driving me nuts. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is what is going on with the liver. Because when you have morning dawn phenomena, it's going to show your blood sugars are really high in the morning. And, you know... There's not enough time in the day to tell my doctor all this stuff. I mean, they do a great job listening. You know, they they spend that half an hour, sometimes an hour with you, listening to what you have to say and wanting to help you and giving you your medications, but then something's still not clicking, either in my head, their heads, I don't know. But another thing I started doing is I started checking my weight on a daily basis, too. And that's another thing that drives me crazy, by the way. Um, checking my blood sugars, checking my weight. And it's not because I've never done it before, but it's because I've done it in the past, and I just don't see the benefits of doing it. Because all it's doing is making me confused. And I'm sure anybody in my situation who has to deal with crazy blood sugars, they, they know what I'm talking about. Okay. So enough of that. Um, the Ozempic. I increased my dosage a couple weeks ago. I wanted to actually report this. I like when I increased my dosage to 0.5, I have not lost any additional weight. As a matter of fact, I've gained two pounds. And I am completely freaked out by that because um, it's like, okay, lost 20, then I gained two. Remember where I was at before, but maybe I wasn't as heavy as I thought I was. Maybe I've lost less weight than I thought. Anyways, I was talking to my dietitian, and she's like, I, I have a feeling that you weren't really eating that much before you went on the Ozempic, which is the reason why you're having the kind of reaction that, that you're having. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, okay. Maybe I wasn't eating that much. I, if that's the case, I'm in trouble because I still need to lose weight. And if I wasn't eating much, then what? how am I going to get to where I need to go? Like, mm, ah, yeah. So I, Because I, I have been watching my calories. And I am kind of like a little bit 
OCD about my whole diabetes, which is the reason why I have podcasts and, you know, I have a couple of web pages and I was talking about diabetes and I get excited and I have a passion for it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very odd, but you know, we all have our little things, right? And I am absolutely dedicated towards not only helping myself, but to helping others. There's a reason why I have podcasts, right? So I still have some unanswered questions, but that's okay, because I have several more doctor's appointments in the future. I got like three of them, I think. Three or four. Three. Three. Like within the next month. I'm going to say I got to do labs. A1C comes out next week. Um... And I got another endocrinologist appointment at the end of the month. Then I have uh, the dietitians and something else. Okay, so it seems like I'm going to the doctor a lot this year. It, it's true. Last year I, I rarely went. I think I went once. And it, we're really starting to step it up because they really wanted to make sure I was a diabetic, I guess, before I started seeing all these specialists. Something like the cardiologist, the endocrinologist, and I love the way that they're doting on me, which is kind of weird, but um, at the same time, um, if I can actually get this turned around, then that's that's good, because I'm going to do everything that they tell me to do, and then I'm going to report back to you and say, hey, guess what? This is something new I learned. So, um, I'm looking forward to it, and um, even though I will always be diabetic, hopefully I can actually get to the point where I can um, not go to war with diabetes anymore and we can actually just have some kind of a treaty or peace agreement to where it's like okay you can be diabetes on this side I'm going to be me on this side and I'm going to like you know make sure you're controlled and not atomic bombing my system so I'm trying to get to that point that happy medium I guess you can say so um so there's a lot going on, but that's okay. And let's see. Oh, okay. So I, I was actually talking about, at one point in time, it might have been on a different podcast, but um, the ingredients in the foods that we eat. And okay, so the Zimpic. And this goes back to the Zimpic too, because of course my taste buds have completely changed. Before it was, I was raving about keto. I wanted meat. I wanted fat in my diet. It was like, mmm, this is really good. This is what my body craves. Now my body is not craving these things. Now my body is doing something very odd. Now I'm craving like spring mix. Now I want like baby lettuce and stuff and I want like little sprig greens and I want to eat like, you know, like like they do in like really fancy restaurants. And uh, the vinegar and oil was not cutting it for me for some reason. It was just tasting horrible. So I went back to my my staple, my favorite ranch dressing. But I didn't want the stuff in the bottle. And the reason being is because they put a lot of sugar, preservatives, etc. in it and it's just not my thing. But I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, why don't I just make my own ranch dressing? They're always telling me in the restaurants how easy it is to make. So I'm like, okay. So I watched a couple videos on YouTube. Hey, you know, YouTube is awesome. Watch your YouTube. Learn something new. It's, 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 just do it. You're going to have so much fun. I had so much fun making my own ranch dressing. I've never made 
my own ranch dressing before and I decided to grab a mason jar and I found this lady, this, this sweet little old lady who showed three different ways to make ranch dressing. One was with mayonnaise, which does not sound good at all to me. Um, another way was with uh, buttermilk and the other way was with sour cream. And she didn't show the one with sour cream. She just said, and you can. Like, some people like to use sour cream. So she had done the research. She just didn't make it out of sour cream. She made it out of the buttermilk, and she made it out of the mayonnaise. Okay, cool. So I haven't tried those versions yet, but I went ahead and I used the one. I had the seasoning, so I was, like, all happy about that. I bought it in the big tube at Walmart. It was, like, three bucks for the tube of it. And I can make, like, oodles of bottles of ranch dressing now. Like, I could start a small little restaurant of just making ranch dressing like seriously and it's delicious but so I bought this bottle of it that kind of looks like a Lori's seasoning bottle if you know, like the you know the meat stuff um meat tenderizer or whatever and so I, I just took a couple teaspoons or maybe three teaspoons and I took a mason jar and I put it in the jar and then I put sour cream in the jar a little bit of water and then I just started mixing it up and I tasted it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is absolutely delicious. Now, it's not the buttermilk per se, but it's a sour cream version that tastes amazing. So um, get yourself a mason jar, get yourself some sour cream, get yourself some ranch dressing seasoning. Um, go ahead and Google that on YouTube if you're still a little bit unsure. There's people that actually show you how to do it. And then make yourself some fre fresh ranch dressing. It's delicious. Or make yourself any type of, you know, your favorite dressing that you like. If you like the oil vinegar version, you got it easy. Just oil vinegar, you know, just pour it on there. It's great. But I have the oil vinegar and it tasted gross to me. So that's why I had to change to something else. Okay, that's me. Really wanted my salad. So and I wanted what I wanted on my salad. Ranch dressing was amazing. But I didn't stop there, okay? So I'm already on YouTube anyways. I'm scrolling around. I'm like looking at what's interesting on YouTube. Well, you know, I have some, some dried powdered milk. And I'm like, what can I make with my dried powdered milk? How about I don't have any cheese because unfortunately, okay, got to tell you this. Since I've been on the Ozempic, I have not craved I have not craved cheese. Like, the old cheese I used to eat, don't even want it. Like, I don't know what it did to my gut biome, but it, like, I think messed things up, which is okay. Um, it's all right. It'll recover. But it, it did something to my, my gut biome because it's not craving cheese anymore. So, my cheese, I had two pounds of cheese. I had about a pound and a half of that actually go bad. I only ate, like, half a pound um, over a period of about a month. And I was so disappointed because it was a nice sliceable cheese. It was already sliced. Perfect. When I looked in there, it was just all moldy. And of course, yes, there was an expiration date on there. And I'm like, great, no cheese. So um, just just a hint, clue, heads up. I love feta cheese, though. So that's like my, my go-to favorite, not necessarily cheddar. But... Okay, sorry, I had a little disturb. My cat's going crazy. He's such a little orange fluff ball. Um, 
So I decided, anyways, I decided, I, I threw my cheese out. I was disgusted. I was like, ugh, I got all this green stuff on there. Okay, I, I'm sure some people just cut it off, but I mean, it was like literally, like, I could not believe how moldy it got within just a day. Like, it was horrible, okay? It was bad. I threw it out. I decided, I saw this recipe on YouTube, of course, I was watching YouTube, about this lady making cheese and I'm like and she was talking about how easy it was and she's showing you know how you put like the lemon juice in the milk and stuff when you keep it on a boiler or whatnot and like voila separates and how easy it is and she has some cheesecloth and then she plops it down in some cheesecloth and voila you have instant cheese so I went ahead and I I did this thinking okay I'm gonna if there's a way to screw it up I'm gonna screw it up but um, she did say there's a way to do it with powdered milk, and she showed how to do the powdered milk. And, like, the portion she had was, like, little bitty portion of, of like, cheese. So I was thinking, okay, I'll, I'll get, like, one, at least a cheese nib out of it. And I just want to try it. So I went ahead and um, made, you know, like, I, I got some dry milk, and I put it in water and stuff like that. And so I mixed it up, and I shook it up really good, and then I actually put it in, in like, a small pan, and I put it on the stove, and I started cooking it. And put my lemon juice in there. It separated, like, almost immediately. And I'm, like, looking at this in amazement, like, wow, this actually works. This is really cool. I mean, I'm separating the, the milky portion, the solids, from the whey, which they say is really good in sports drinks. I don't care. I'm not drinking it. I'm going to pour it out. But um, I ended up getting this, this, this white chunk of stuff. Now, I didn't have any muslin or cheesecloth that you actually use because then what you do is you take this white stuff, right, and then you put it in cheesecloth, and you take the cheesecloth and you you wring out the water, but you don't want to wring out too much of it because if you do, it'll be, get brittle and dry, kind of like feta cheese. So it was a globular thing, and because I had used the dry milk, it actually kind of has more of like a rubbery texture, which isn't bad. So I just kind of formed it and put it in like a little Tupperware dish, stuck it in my fridge for about an hour. And then pulled it out and tried some of it. And I wasn't, like, really impressed too much with the... Oh, my cat is going crazy. I don't know what's wrong with him. Excuse me. So I wasn't really necessarily impressed with the taste because I guess I could taste the lemon in it, the lemon juice. And so I I actually did have some... Oh, this was so funny. Some cheese powder. I mean, it's like, kind of like the stuff that you'd find in the craft macaroni boxes. So I, so I bought this thing at, at Sam's Club, and I thought it was so cool. Um, because you can dress up like any pasta or whatever that you have. And of course, I don't eat pasta. I'm a diabetic, for goodness sakes. But you can make it taste like mac and cheese. So I went ahead and used this powdery stuff in my cheese... And then I took the cheese and I put it in my salad. So I had the fresh ranch dressing and I had the fresh cheese. And of course, I went ahead and placed, you know, just um, a sparing amount of sunflower seeds on top for that extra crunch on top of the spring salad mix. And I'm telling you, I had the best salad I think I've ever had. I, I You can't buy salad like this. So um, thanks to Walmart and their wonderful products... I was able to have a really good salad. And um, by adding the cheddar cheese powder 
to the cheese that I actually had, the rubbery cheese, I just took the rubbery cheese and I broke it apart. And so it looked more like, um, like big chunks of feta cheese, right? So with the cheddar cheese, I had worked that into the cheese and then I put that on top of the salad and that, that made it for me. So of course I will be making more of that. And I'm like super excited that it actually turned out the way that I wanted. And there's nothing like fresh ranch dressing and fresh cheese that you make yourself. Like no, no place will actually match that. Nothing compares to that. And I'm super excited because of, of the money that I will be saving now because I know how to prepare that for myself. Okay, so that's just what I wanted to say. So, and, uh, 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 yeah, 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 I gotta mention this too. <laughs> the floodgates have opened for Ozempic, okay? So, um, if you notice that in a podcast or two ago, I had mentioned they just need to start passing out Ozempic. I guess they're doing it. They went ahead and said, you know what, we're just going to provide it for everybody because, you know what, people need it. If, if you're fat, you need Ozempic. You want to drop that 10, 20 pounds, whatever. We're going to go ahead and allow you to have it. We're going to produce more. So they're going to do it, people. So be super excited. Um, this is like a cool drug, okay? So this is going to help you to fit into that prom dress you've always wanted to or that wedding dress you've always wanted to get into. Okay, so like if you if you need to lose like 10, 15 pounds anyways, if you need to lose more than that, it's questionable and, and depending on how much you eat. But, you know, hopefully I'll have a good report. Like maybe it'll start working again. I don't know. Maybe it'll start working for me again in the future. Don't know. But for now, I gained two pounds. Not happy. So I'm only down 18 pounds. Okay, so that was all I wanted to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. I know I've, I say a lot. Oh, oh, yes. And don't forget, if you haven't liked and, you know, like, made this your favorite channel, please do. Because I want to stay active for a long period of time. And I definitely don't want you to miss listening to my crazy antics. All right. So, again, thank you. My name's Margaret Coma Frankwitz. And um, remember to be kind to each other because being means natural for most horrible people out there um just be good to each other be nice to somebody do a kind deed just do something nice do something different um this world needs some help and maybe it's up to you and your kind deed like even if it's just to your neighbor maybe if it's just to your relative be kind to somebody um i gotta be kind to my cat oh my gosh you almost bit me long story there all right take care And you have a great day.